educators. Welcome to Mentoring Chulas. This podcast has been created for the purpose of a project in EPC 683, Collaboration with Families and Groups for Families in Educational Settings with Dr. Joni Busillo Aguayo and Teacher Assistant Eileen Mummy from California State University Northridge MA Educational Psychology and Counseling Program. My name is Jocelyn Stephanie Corrado, and it is a pleasure to have you listening today. Mentoring Chulas is a mini thesis project that will hopefully come to fruition in the near future. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The topic called Teenage Mothers and How the Power of Resiliency, Higher Education, and Mentoring Relationships Can Break Cycles of Adversity. This podcast and thesis project is dedicated to my beautiful mother who triumphed despite all the adversities she faced as an immigrant teenage mother. Mentoring Chulas, or MC, is an acronym for my mother's name. Chulas is a Spanish language used in the Latina or Latinx community that describes a beautiful woman. Thus, Mentoring Chulas, or Mentoring Beautiful Woman, was created. This podcast will include the scope or investigation, background, and purpose of the discussion. Also, how the power of resiliency, mentoring, and higher education may influence single mother families. I will also talk about how this information can be used in my professional practice. Sit back, relax, drink some cafecito, and let's immerse ourselves on this important topic. Introduction and Background Historically, young mothers 15 to 19 years of age have not had the support to obtain a higher education. According to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Latina and African-American women come from low socioeconomic status and low education, which causes a cycle of adversity. These teenage mothers do not have the proper support to obtain a higher education, and statistically, only about 50% of teen mothers receive a high school diploma by 22 years of age. According to the website Kids Data, there were 15 births per 1,000 women in Los Angeles County. This problem needs to be addressed because these teenage mothers need to be given a real opportunity to break the cycle of adversity. The scope of the investigation of the problem at a community level is that the city of Los Angeles looks at these young women as caseloads rather than individuals. As a result, these women are negatively affected and get lost in the system. Programs such as Adolescent Family Life Program and Nido Family Centers and Generation Her have been created to support women in the Los Angeles County. However, detailed research needs to be done to obtain a deeper understanding as to how they deal with older, current, and new individuals contacting them. In addition, teenage mothers may deal with lack of emotional support, poverty, limited education as both professionals and parents, depression, postpartum, and also the possibility of identity crisis. Teenage mothers 15 to 19 years of age do not have the emotional, financial, or educational support to obtain a higher education. Typically, these new mothers are expected to be able to provide for their new child, and the majority of the time, this causes problems. 
These problems are caused due to the lack of emotional support from their partner and families, lack of work experience, and the emotional disruption that may occur after having a child. As a result, birth rates of Hispanic teens and non-Hispanic Black teens were more than two times higher than the rate for non-Hispanic white teens. With young teenage mothers, pregnancy and birth rates are contributors to high school dropout rates among them. Statistically, the children of teen mothers are most likely to have lower school achievements, higher high school dropout rates, more health problems, go to jail, give birth as teens, and face unemployment as young adults. Young mothers need help getting out of these endless cycles of adversity with the support to work towards resiliency and obtain a higher education. According to the article called Increased Educational Attainment Among U.S. Mothers and Their Children's Academic Expectations, the mother's highest level of formal education matters most. Obtaining emotional, financial, and educational support can allow for young women to obtain a higher education, thus breaking the negative cycle of generational inheritance. If these women can be guided to obtain higher education, they can be more successful in breaking cycles of adversity. With this, they can end bad cycles and become role models for their own children. Their children can obtain better school achievement, have less dropout rates, become healthier, stay out of jail, and not become teenage parents, saving the government money in the long run. What can be done to support these teenage mothers is to create a mentoring program in which older, experienced women who have gone through the same adversity support and guide these young women into a path towards resiliency and higher education. Rather than focusing on just obtaining a high school diploma, the goal would be for these young women to aim further into obtaining their associate's, bachelor's, and hopefully master's degree while focusing on resiliency. The purpose of this discussion is to further research the population of teenage mothers and the support they need to obtain a higher education in the city of Los Angeles. Research needs to be done into programs such as Adolescent Family Life Program and Nilo Family Centers and Generation Her to obtain perspective as to how these programs are serving this demographic. Currently, Latina and African-American individuals dominate the statistics in regards to teenage motherhood. These women need emotional, financial, and educational help to be able to break the negative cycles of adversity they face. A mentoring program in where older and wiser women could support and guide these younger women is needed. Mentoring Chulas. These young women need help, and a mentoring program would influence these women to not become another statistic. The Power of Resiliency and Mentoring According to the article, Promoting Strengths and Resilience in Single Mother Families by Zoe E. Taylor and Randy Conger, being a mother can be a challenging role for even the most successful, educated, or invested women, including those who parent with a partner. This means that women who are supported by their partner may still feel like motherhood is a challenge. Now, let's focus on single mothers who do not have the same support. How do those mothers feel? 
Taylor et al. continue by saying, mothering can be particularly demanding for single women who are both the primary caregivers and primary wage earners for their children. In addition, single mothers frequently have fewer emotional resources due to the pressure of raising a child without a co-parent. These demands may lead single mothers to have emotional distress, maternal depression, and poorer parenting methods. Although the predominance of research on single mothers has focused on low-income families, it is observable that higher-income single mother families also face challenges and can also experience economic pressure. Meaning that despite economic spectrum, single mothers and their children face challenges. The question now is, what can these mothers do? Is it all bad? The answer to this is called the power of resiliency and mentoring. When individuals who face adversity have higher levels of perceived support, they are more resilient to stressful situations when they occur. With this support, single mothers are more involved and confident as parents, which leads to them having better relationships with their children. One thing to clarify, however, is that in many circumstances, support from family members often includes negative interference, which is connected to disagreements, undermining, stress, and depression. With this, outside forces such as friends or mentors could help support young mothers by being present. Support from friends was positively linked with life satisfaction and fulfillment, and negatively with stress, emptiness, depression, anxiety, and loneliness. Young mothers simply need well-grounded support. According to an article called Resilience in Parenting Among Young Mothers, Family and Ecological Risks and Opportunities by M. Ann Easterbrooks, Jenna Chaudhary, Jessica Dim Bartlett, and Abby Copeman, young mothers are more likely to experience high levels of depressive symptoms, which may challenge the progression of healthy parenting. Children of young mothers may experience maltreatment because many young mothers are not prepared to exhibit sensitive, positive parenting and are less knowledgeable of child development in comparison to older mothers. Easterbrooks et al. continues by highlighting that young mothers may hold inappropriate expectations for their children, demonstrate less empathy, and will likely demonstrate parenting behaviors that are potentially abusive or neglectful. To avoid these negative parental behaviors, mentoring by older mothers would be essential to help these young mothers. These mentors could help promote self-efficacy and self-esteem because, according to Taylor et al., both are associated with higher levels of positive adjustment in single mother families. Self-efficacy is an important asset because Using predictive feelings of well-being would positively influence parenting behaviors. Self-esteem is significant as well because if a young mother feels capable on the inside, then their parenting behaviors will also be influenced in a positive way. Taylor et al. expresses that maternal self-esteem has been found in to positively predict specific parenting behaviors such as regular family routines, involvement, and warmer mother-child relationships. Poor self-esteem and lack of social support, which are common characteristics that single mothers display, can be minimized. According to the article, Promoting Strengths and Resilience in Single Mother Families, 
programs produced small statistical significance, short-term improvements in mothers' depression, anxiety, stress, and low confidence. This means that the current research has proven that programs who promote even minimal support positively impact young mothers. Higher education and its effects on single mother families. As stated before, Augustine mentioned in her article called Increased Educational Attainment Among U.S. Mothers and Their Children's Academic Expectations, the mother's highest level of formal education matters. Why does education matter? Well, let's look at the research. Contemporary research on stratification finds that youth from higher socioeconomic families are continually more likely to expect to complete a bachelor's degree than are youth from less advantaged families. This purposeful connection exists because of socialization processes that vary by parental education and occur within the home and school, such as parents' expectations of their children's educational attainment, parents' academically oriented behaviors, and children's positive interactions with their teachers and peers. In other words, if parents model specific behaviors such as helping with homework and they themselves attended college, those children observe that those behaviors are typical. As a result, these children will most likely attend college themselves and create those expectations for their future children. Of course, I don't want to dismiss those parents who were not able to obtain a higher education because they needed to work to survive. Despite them not being able to obtain education themselves, there are those parents who instill the idea that education matters to their children. These early expectations matter because they result in a mindset that college is not a choice but rather a milestone to accomplish. I use my story as an example because my mother did not get a higher education, but since I was young, she instilled in me the idea that I was going to go to college. Her expectations of me resulting in me becoming a candidate for the Educational Psychology and Counseling Program at CSUN, and yes, I am the first person in my family to obtain a higher education. This is important to share because in reality, there are many who did not have the opportunity to pursue a higher education, but with resilience and mentoring, it is possible. Young mothers need to be given the opportunity to obtain a higher education to break cycles of adversities. When a young mother feels emotionally supported and then is able to pursue a higher education, negative generational adversities start to diminish, and those mothers start to create new expectations for themselves and their own children. As stated by Augustine, the evidence that increased maternal education is positively associated with changes in children's test scores and cognitive skills during both the early stages of development and middle childhood period. These changes may come about because these mothers may start obtaining academically oriented behaviors and therefore model positive behaviors. In addition, when those mothers finish obtaining a degree, they may have access to higher paying jobs which will sublimate their family's lifestyle. Augustine continues by saying that children whose mothers increase their education may also observe that 
their mother's own academic efforts and perseverance and adopt higher academic expectations for themselves. Supporting now mothers to obtain a higher education is not only beneficial to those particular families, but for society in general. If young mothers can start breaking cycles of adversity and become role models to their own children, those children will hopefully continue onto a path that leads them to success. Professional Practice, The How To help promote mentoring chulas to young mothers, the main ideas of the strength-based approach from the Center for the Study of Social Policy are essential for the program to be implemented professionally. The first main idea called protective factors would help protect families against risk and promote positive outcomes because protective factors act as a counterweight to risk factors. Using this idea, Mentoring chulas would use evidence-based research to educate mothers on what research has shown to protect families from child abuse and neglect. The second idea called an approach, not a model, is an approach that can be implemented through small but significant changes in how professionals interact with families. Mentoring chulas would apply this idea as a perspective. Idea three called a change relationship with parents focused on making partnerships with parents, and this would be key because children grow up in families, not programs, and empowering families is one of the main goals of mentoring chulas. Finally, idea four called alignment with developmental science focused on what research has said about trauma and child maltreatment, but most importantly, that the presence of a buffering adult can be critical in helping children come through stressful experiences without negative effects on their development, which is why mentoring chulas would be beneficial to young mothers. If a mentor can promote emotional support, self-efficacy, and self-esteem through empowerment, then the possible outcomes would be mothers who could help their children with stressful experiences. Furthermore, utilizing the handbook from the Office of Head Start titled Multicultural Principles for Head Start Programs Serving Children Ages Birth to Five provided wonderful insight on how mentoring chulas could include and respect all cultures. Principle three said that culturally relevant and diverse programming requires learning accurate information about the cultures of different groups and disregarding stereotypes and provided three main points that would benefit how mentoring chulas would approach cultural inclusiveness. Mentoring chulas would approach culture within the mentoring program, utilizing key aspects of this principle, such as learning accurate information, gaining knowledge, and disregarding stereotypes. Learning accurate information through persistence, dedication, openness, and honesty would allow mentors to understand how other individuals work. By gaining knowledge, mentors would get to know families by asking questions and actively listening to their responses because families are rich resources of their culture. Lastly, disregarding stereotypes would be approached by working to eliminate bias on a continuous process by learning accurate information of different groups, 
of people through various social ways like social distance activities or even Zoom parties. Conclusion The power of self-advocacy, positive self-esteem, resiliency, mentorship, and higher education can be tools to help young mothers break negative cycles of adversity. Research has shown that single mothers need at least one support system to be able to work towards resiliency. If those young mothers receive higher education, it positively impacts the family systems and society in general. Mentoring Chulas is a thesis project that will hopefully one day be created to mentor these young women into obtaining a higher education with evidence-based research, humbleness, care, and most of all, love. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Mentoring Chulas. It was an honor presenting this topic that is meaningful to my professional and personal life. I hope that this podcast inspired you to think about how important education is for young mothers. Remember, empowered women empower me, and if you are an individual who has triumphed adversities through higher education and resiliency, I admire you to the fullest. Thank you for empowering me.